Hi, everybody, and welcome to Will This Be On The Test? I'm Maddie. And I'm Austin. And we're here today to talk to you about some things we should have learned in school, but didn't learn, didn't learn fully, or didn't learn correctly. And sometimes um, I accidentally go on a bike ride and get lost in another part of town. (laughs) Yeah, Austin has this electric bike, and he's turned into one of those people that when he sees someone else with an electric bike, he stops and talks to them about the electric bike. Okay, people do that to me, too. Like, when I'm riding, it's like, oh, hey, you've got an electric bike. It's like, yes, I do. See, this is why I, (laughs) says the person who wears, like, ridiculously flamboyant clothing, I know, but... This is why I don't do things that would make people talk to me. It's part of why I don't want a dog. It's like, but you walk around with a feather boa, large, large sunglasses, and at least three scarves. Oh, I'm way, way over scarves right now. I actually put most of my scarves, not all of them, but most of them are in the Goodwill bin. Oh, wow. So you hear it here. You heard it here, folks. First, folks, scarves are over. Well, I'm very into like the 1970s, like, kind of not the hippie look but the po- the one that came between hippie and eight and the bright colorful 80s kind of the bland colors which is so not like me like the the weird like 70s we took color and added brown to it yes oh good i, I just realized our door to our podcast studio is open it might affect the sound we should probably close it i think it'll be fine so if we sound wrong this week guys remember whose fault it is it is entirely my fault and speaking of sounding wrong this week um Last week, we mentioned that we are going to be switching the formatting for at least a few weeks where one of us will talk and one of us will also talk, but one of us has a story to tell. Yeah. And that's because of, you know, real life happening. So it makes it so that me, I am the problem on this one. I don't have to uh, worry about it every single week having a whole thing ready to go. But yeah, let us know con- uh, at on the test pod, especially on Twitter, if you think that this is the format we should stick with long term, or if you miss the old format, because we liked doing it the other way. This is but and but we've also really enjoyed our deep dive episodes. So yeah. well, this is kind of like a hybrid. I'm not. It's not actually a deep dive. Deep dive. Meanwhile, I'm over here, like the reason we're doing this is so that Maddie can have a bit of a brain break during these extra weeks. And my response is, let's order, let's choose a topic that requires me to order books from the library and then realize that I can't, I need to annotate them. So I have to buy them now and then sit there and annotate them because with my annotating kit, because all the cool kids have an annotation kit. I have highlighters that have attached little flags that are like... That you can pull off the highlighter. You think she's joking about this annotation kit? No, it's a full-on, like, kit. It's on the table, and it's organized, and she's got everything set up, and her book is next to it, and she sits down, and she focuses, like, she never focuses on anything, and is just like, I am annotating. Hey, I also get really, really focused on that Hy-Vee commercial that has the, uh the whole family of girls cleaning the house and none of them look happy. And then it ends with father walks in through the door, brother made the winning score, which first of all, even as a non-sports person, I know that you don't make a score. You can score a goal or you can have a score at the end of the game. You don't make a score. Uh, Maybe he was in charge of the scoreboard. (laughs) We're watching Modern Family too. And then the brother leaves the mud trail and the dad looks at it and he looks annoyed and he says something like, really, to the mom, like in a way that's like, what have you been doing all day to have this mess here? It is the most sexist thing on the face of the earth. And I yell at the TV every time it's on. And Austin does, too. He can't give me that look. Yeah. 
But we also really laugh at the uh, Dikembe Mutembo. No, no, no. Not in my house. Even though these commercials were from 10 years ago and they're just playing them again. I don't care. I love it. It's the best commercial. But yeah, please don't be sexist in your commercials, but do knock back boxes of chil- uh, boxes of cereal at children. Yep. Okay, so ready to dive into my topic? I don't even know what your topic is this week. This is a first. <laughs> oh, boy. Because we, is... don't ha- we, we didn't have to check to make sure we didn't have competing topics. That's true. So uh, this week, uh, I'm going to be talking about... The Devil's Lettuce, Mary Jane, the Wacky Tobacky, Reefer, or Jazz Cigarettes. Oh, I did know what your topic was. I just have a headache. I'm talking about marijuana. (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes, you are. And because we can't schedule things to save our lives, I'm doing this exactly one week before 420. Well, okay. In fairness, he was like, so are you going this week or am I going? So I'm like, I thought we decided you were going. He was like, oh, I think he'd planned to do it on 420 because he thought I was going this week. I did. I'm reading a whole ass book that probably still won't be done by the time I get to next week and I'll have to dry something I am diving headfirst into some weird controversy. So it's so... Boilerplate disclaimer here. This isn't a dare class. I'm not going to be talking about usage, effects, or really advocating for or against using marijuana. You do you. Please respect your local laws. We've also we've also already talked about the dare program and how it's ineffective. And by yeah. we, I mean Austin. What is yep. it with you and drugs? Do I need to have a talk with you? So, uh, so far, I've done sex. Now I'm doing drugs. I think my next thing is going to have to be rock and roll. I have Wait, no idea. You did a you did an entire episode that was based on a Taylor Swift song. Oh, cool. Cool. I've hit the trifecta. <laughs> I mean, it dep- I mean, it's a loose definition of rock and roll in that case, but... So really, I'm mostly going to be talking about history here and some prevalent myths surrounding marijuana. Okay. So, and it's... Marijuana hits on a lot of, like, uh, the greatest hits of our <laughs> podcast, too. Sorry, you're just using the word hits a lot in terms... In, in line with marijuana. There's lots of bad puns. Get ready for oh, it. Oh, God. I don't mean to be blunt. No. <laughs> That's why you're here. Okay. So it hits a lot of big things. It's like, you know, but think of the children, uh, fear of immigrants, puritanical bullshit that we still hold on to, racism. All of it just hits in the history of marijuana, especially when it gets to America. Wait, where is marijuana from? It is actually from Central Asia and the Indian subcontinent. Really? Yep. That's where it originated. And yeah, it's something, like, it grows really well, like. Because I, I, oh, yeah. I, I have actually very limited knowledge of anything related to marijuana. And that's not me trying to cover my ass. I have very limited knowledge it, of anything related to It grows to this. pretty well. It grows in a variety of climates, soil types. Now, to get like, I don't know enough about like growing quality marijuana, but like the plant itself will grow just about anywhere. Yeah, that's kind of how I understand it. It's like one of those, I mean... It probably wouldn't grow in the Sahara or anything because mm-hmm. it needs water, but because yeah. I've seen pictures of the grow the grow labs that have been raided, guys, so, I'm seriously completely at sea in this topic. So, uh, what we think of as marijuana, that like the drug that we use, is actually uh, usually one of two strains of plants: uh, cannabis indica or cannabis stevia. Uh, it's we know that fibers from cannabis plants were used for clothing and ropes dating back to Neolithic humans. That's hemp, right? Hemp. And really, for most of human history, the primary use of cannabis plants was for fibers for hemp. Well, I just had a recovered memory. Because um, remember when we were like in middle school, hemp bracelets were a thing? Yeah. My school banned them. Even though you can't smoke hemp, you can't nope. get high off of hemp. Yeah, there's... It's there's... like That's like saying we're, you know... Oh, you know, you, we can't let them farm kids use their ropes anymore because they might smoke them. Yeah. 
and it was used for rope, sailcloth, clothing, etc. It was actually super vital for maritime industry because when you're having sailing ships, you need big sails, which take a lot of cloth, and tons of ropes, which take a lot of hemp. So hemp growing was huge. It was vitally important. Actually, in several American colonies, farmers were required to grow hemp as part of their crops. It was deemed ne- necessary for defense. Now, okay, so I we have been growing hemp here the whole time, though, even when marijuana was illegal? No. Okay. There was actually, um, it got banned in 1937 for a lot of reasons. Okay. But it was a major American crop until the Civil War when it just kind of became less popular. We stopped growing it as much here because there are more profitable crops to grow and we just weren't using as much hemp because we were having starting to have steamships, which didn't need as much rope and didn't need sails. And we also were better at growing cotton, which made clothes that didn't suck because hemp clothes are itchy as fuck. I don't think I've ever worn hemp clothes, but I know I've used hemp cloth for stuff. Very itchy. Kind of. It's a prickly, itchy, itchy cloth. A prickly, itchy cloth. Prickly, itchy. And, uh, since, yeah, we didn't need sales anymore, and again, we didn't want those shitty clothes, so we stopped growing it. It became a very minor crop. It got down to, we were only growing about 500 tons of hemp a year, which it sounds like a lot, but in terms of a crop, that's nothing. Five, that's like 500 elephants. Yeah, not a lot. I mean, it's a lot, but it's not a lot. It, it's not a lot when you're thinking about yep. the number of ele- elephants. Yeah. Like, that's, because elephants are, some of them are endangered. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> So, but we're not here to talk about the textile industry. Or we're elephants. here to talk or elephants. We're here to talk about drugs. Okay. <laughs> now, archaeologically, the first evidence we have of cannabis usage comes from uh, Romanian sites dating back to 3,500 BC. So it was used in rituals. It was used in folk medicine well before that. We know this. We've got, like, we don't have archaeological evidence, but we've got kind of contemporaneous evidence of, like, this didn't just start here. We think it was used in the Vedas, which is a uh, Hindu book. It was used in something called Soma, we think. So we've got some references that might be to it. We're not entirely sure. Yeah. But yeah, we... It was probably used well before that. Uh, the Greek historian Herodotus was the fir- has the first written account of it. The Scythians, which were a nomadic Central Asian people, would use it in their funerary rites. Uh, they would set up tents, seal them up tightly, and then burn uh, cannabis seeds on a fire and fill the tent with smoke. And then they would, quote unquote, howl in joy. And that was part of their funerary rites? That was part of their funerary rites. Were they in there with the smoke? They were in there with the smoke, getting high when people would die as part of a cleansing ritual. I was actually going to ask you if this was used as, if it was ever used as part of like a, you know, cleansing out the spirits kind of situation. Oh yeah, it's been, it's been, we're pretty sure it's been used in lots of religious rituals. And we just find so much accounts of archaeological evidence of like burnt hemp seeds or like residue from burning cannabis in sites all over Asia and Africa and Europe. I wonder if you could get away with that because um, every culture has some kind of cleansing rite that they do, like, um, and it, a lot of different cultures it involves burning some kind of herbs to cleanse out like the spirits. I wonder if if somebody came in and it's like you you have this marijuana that you're like that's all over, it's the smells everywhere. What if you said like oh it's part of my culture? Huh. I don't know because like think, I feel like that's going to be a losing argument. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. It's like because the couple of the most dominant cultures that I am like genetically from use herbs to cleanse spirits from their houses. Like, you know, we've got the part of my family that would, that mean that 
would have been doing saging. I've got the part of my family that would have been doing saning. And I've just, just I've got a theory on this, though. I think getting ghosts high isn't going to motivate them to get up and go. It's going to motivate them to sit on the couch and eat cookies with us. It might get them get motivation to at least chill the hell out. Maybe. Oh, our, our ghost has been chill. We got a real chill ghost. We do. We do. And then it, try, it tried to tell us that one time that our podcast stuff wasn't working and we haven't had any knocks. So yeah. hopefully it's working. So, and when I said this hits on all of our podcasts' greatest hits, well, when we get to ancient Rome, of course, our boy Pliny wrote hey, Pliny. all about it. All right. Uh, Pliny said that boiled cannabis roots would ease joint pain, uh, gout pain, and other violent pains, and its oil would treat earworms, which isn't actual worms in your ear, but an old-timey word for earaches. So basically you're saying that Pliny the Elder invented CBD oil. He didn't invent it, but he totally wrote about it. And he wrote about it in ways that are that are still deemed correct by yeah. the Although Austin and I went to the mall once and I had my arm in the, in the sling because I had a very severe sprain after a car accident and I went up to the CBD people and I was like, "How does it work?" And they said, "It makes all the pains go away." I'm like, yeah. "How?" Be, by making the pain stop. They're like, what happened to your shoulder? I'm like, I, it's sprained. Oh, yeah, it won't hurt anymore if you use it. But why? And they couldn't tell me. Yeah, it's a lot of CBD stuff. It, um, I'm going to go into it. But a lot of things they're saying is actually kind of an appeal to ancient wisdom in which like, oh, these ancient people used it for this. So it must actually work when generally we don't have any clinical evidence to support it. Although there are um, there are doctors who prescribe it. Yeah. And there are veterinarians who prescribe it. So there are like that's part of what I understand is that there are known things for it. They just don't know why. Yeah, that's. But I, you know, honestly, I would have respected the CBD people more if they had told me if they just said that. Like, we don't know. We just know it works. Yes, and of course, uh, Pliny referenced an, an earlier work that was that has been set, has since been lost that said it was used by Persian magi in their elixirs that gave them the powers of divination. Yeah, that tracks. Uh, he also recommended mixing it with wine because Pliny mixed everything with wine. I failed to see how any of this. And you would get all sorts of visionary forms would prevent present themselves and excite the most immoderate of laughter guys don't smoke the ganja and drive don't drink and drive and definitely don't do both at the same time and then drive no 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 please doesn't uh, matter if weed is legal where you are don't remember, drive it's still illegal to drive that way don't follow Pliny's advice he ran headfirst into a volcano and died I don't know, though. Like, that whole wearing testicles around my neck thing has staved off a lot of diseases. It has certainly kept people at least six feet away from you. It sure has. So thanks, Plenty. I appreciate it. And I plan to do it long after COVID because I don't like people. Yeah, and it did kind of remain in medical use and in treatment for centuries and like thousands of years. It was often prescribed for pain, yeah, especially joint pain and arthritis. And even in America, it was sold in cannabis tinctures well into the 19th century until the 1937 ban in the United States. Because we can't let people have nice things? We cannot let people have nice things. Now, obviously, the recreational usage was clear from the very beginning. Even the experts writing about these and says, it's like, oh, yeah, it'll, it'll treat this. And you're just going to laugh and see shit. <sighs> 
Even Pliny. Yeah, no. Would comment on the recreational uses. Legit, that sounds terrible to me. Yeah. But it's like, it was widespread from the very beginning, but not like hugely widespread. But recreational use did kick up in the Middle East with the spread of Islam. Because in the Quran, they specifically prohibit the use of alcohol. Uh Uh-huh. But cannabis was not specifically forbidden. Okay. So uh, hashish became very popular because you can't drink, but you can still you can still smoke hash. Huh. I forgot that hash is the same. Again, this was kind of a gray area. It's like it wasn't encouraged and people were generally against it, but it wasn't strictly forbidden. So it's kind of like how like uh, the Catholic Church has deemed the capybara to be a fish so people can eat it during Lent. Only in certain countries. Only in certain countries. It's kind of like that. It's like we know that this is against the laws, but we're going to like not make a huge fuss about it. It's a very yeah. gray area thing. Yeah. And uh, for the way, hashish is a sticky brown resin made from cannabis flowers. It is not the same thing as hookah. No, it is well, not. I mean, and hookah is the actual device anyway, yeah. not the... Like, people get really confused about that. They think that hookah lounges are people sitting around smoking, smoking hash when in fact they are smoking tobacco or something yeah. similar to tobacco that is not nicotine-based. Yeah. So, and I'm going to go on a detour here. So, you may have heard at some point in your life that the word has assassin. Assassin? The word assassin derives its name from the word for hashish. Specifically, hashishia, which translates to user of hashish. The story goes that the order of assassins would use hashish to brainwash people into becoming fanatical devotees to the order of assassins. Yes, this was a real organization in they, the Middle Ages. And did they actually use hashish to get them all to listen to them? Oh, and the story goes they would send people high out of their minds off to kill enemy leaders and spread the influence across the Middle East. Wait, wait, wait. Do you think that's how they got people to to uh, try to invade the capital back in January? They just got them real high? It's possible. I mean, those people are brainwashed. No, there, as I said, there actually was an order of assassins. They existed from about 1090 to 1275. And they did have a massive network of covert killers who would assassinate their opposition. Like, you know, ma- mostly Middle Eastern leaders, they did towards the end, start killing some Christian leaders and even a marquee involved in the Crusades. So they were a big deal. Even uh, the famous general Saladin was afraid of them. He didn't want to mess with the assassins. But they probably weren't all smoking hash. I feel like if you're smoking marijuana, hash, whatever, you probably aren't going to be especially motivated to run into battle or assassinate or, someone or really to just impress sneak, Jodie just Foster. Sneak, sneak into someone's house and stab them was their general MO. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of work on a normal day. Yeah. Yeah, it, they probably weren't. They were religious fanatics, so they probably weren't getting high. If some of them might have been. It was a large organization. Who knows? But the term hashishia was a derogatory term for them. It's like, oh, because they were a out there like, religious network, like by the standards of the, like, the people around them, they were out there. They had this weird like religious sect. So they were saying, it's like, oh, they must be really high. They were kind of using that term to make fun of them. But... It got reported back to Europe. It's like, oh yeah, the hashishia. And we just kind of took it literally, not knowing any of the context. Like, even Marco Polo mentioned it, and it got like it got spread by people coming back from the Crusades, and it got romanticized with just general other misunderstandings about the Middle East that was brought back by people who didn't know what was going on. And so... And I'd be willing to bet that there are some history textbooks out there that say all of this is true. Yeah, there are. So, so yeah, that's... 
they they weren't. It was a derogatory term, but that's how we got the word assassin. So there we go. All right, back to Potch. Okay. Now, if you're wonder if you're like me, you're probably wondering how a plant used for thousands of years became so incredibly banned across the globe. Well, for starters, we'll have to go to America because, of course. Mm-hmm. Now, I've already mentioned our long history of growing hemp for textiles and cannabis use as medicine in our history. Well, around the turn of the century. Around the year 1900, that turn of the century, not like the most recent turn of the century, uh, things were happening. No, they weren't. There was nothing happening. Firstly, there was a growing temperance movement. Yep, we've talked a little bit yeah. about that. It's mostly famous for opposing alcohol use and the prohibition of alcohol. Uh huh. But they weren't big fans of intoxicants in general. They didn't even like coffee that much. Yeah. So, and secondly, there was growing resentment towards Mexican migrants and immigrants. Ugh. Because around 1910, the uh, Mexican uh, Revolution was going on, and there was fighting, and so people were fleeing across the border to escape the violence, and there were lots of Mexican refugees showing up in the Southwest, and people weren't very happy about it. Sure. And uh, uh, some of them were bringing up marijuana, which they would use recreationally, and it's unclear to what actual extent they were using it, or if it's just perceived that they were using it more than other people. That's not entirely clear. but. The perception of the time was it's all of these Mexicans bringing in their drugs. Yeah, we have that in 1910. We still have that happening with uh, with the opioid crisis, where people like doesn't matter what race you are, you're people are dying at the same rate. But uh, black people who actually have it prescribed and need it are having their prescriptions taken away way more often than white people are because yeah. it's being perceived as a black person's problem, oh, even oh. though like. That's not the image that it's even... even weirder. Apparently, doctors are less likely to prescribe opiates towards uh, people of color because they are perceived as having a higher pain tolerance than white people. Yes. And it's we also crazy. they uh, also black men are significantly more likely to be diagnosed with schizophrenia than white men, even if they don't show any actual signs of schizophrenia. Wow. Yeah. So uh, that's off topic. But yeah. And as they can, as more and more continued across the border, uh, it became a thing that we hated. We hated about them. And then we started to hate marijuana itself because we associated it with refugees. Mm -hmm. And then these two things got turbocharged by the Prohibition and the Great Depression because uh, marijuana be also became popular within uh, jazz musicians <laughs> and the jazz community in the 30s, which was also seen as corrupting the youth. And they were smoking yes. marijuana. So that's double bad. And, you know, people were losing their jobs, and then there were, there were these Mexican refugees who were coming across the border and stealing our jobs, and they've got the marijuanas. And that's bad, so we need to vilify this even further. And the prohibition was going on, so people weren't getting alcohol, but marijuana was legal. You could just get marijuana. So more people were getting high, and it was just seen as a problem that just kept ballooning and spinning out of control. And so, oh, and then, of course, uh, people from the Caribbean were also coming over who would who would smoke marijuana, and they were also people of color, which, you know, just compounded onto that. So it became a problem that needed to be fixed. And once prohibition was repealed, a new moral outrage was needed for these moralist politicians, something for them to campaign against and marijuana was an easy choice mm -hmm. yeah yep kind of like vapes right now yeah um when there have been no reported vape related severe illnesses where the vapes were not homemade yeah no uh it's an, it was an easy choice for politicians because alcohol had a lot of powerful supporters and it kind of backfired on them but marijuana use was most popular amongst uh, the black and immigrant communities. So they didn't have a lot of political power. So they wouldn't, there wasn't a chance of backfire on them as much. 
Well, they uh, said it was more popular. Said Muslims. it was more popular. And uh, by 1931, 29 states had already outlawed it. So, you know, again, not a lot of cancer out- outrage. Yeah. And they just kind of, view- they were painting pot and marijuana as an extent, and by extension, uh, immigrant and people, immigrants and people of color as a threat to an already reeling economy. So it's like, oh yes, this the marijuana and the people using it are going to make the economy bad. Instead of saying, how can we capitalize on this as a capitalist society? Yeah. And then the tales of reefer madness started spreading. Uh, now, are you, uh, are you please tell me you're talking about the propaganda videos. Yes, I am. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, Harry J. Anslinger, the first head of the Federal Bureau of Narcotics, said that marijuana led to insanity, criminality, and death. I mean, a lot of things lead to those. Everything leads to death. That is very true. At the end of the day, everything leads to death. And I'm going to talk very specifically about the 1936 cult classic movie, Reefer Madness. But not the Kristen Bell classic movie, Reefer Madness. I'm going to get to that at the end. Okay. So here is the basic story. A bunch of teens against a warning from their parents and their principal Mm. start smoking reefer and go to a reefer house. A reefer house. Their marijuana addiction leads them down a path of madness and crime. And the movie ends with a murder, a suicide, and a life in an asylum for the criminally insane. You know, we still show these videos to students, right? Oh, yes, we do. But we just, we package them slightly differently. But I sat through a class where they showed this exact video to our students, except instead of marijuana, it was alcohol. And instead of a reefer house, it was the school theater department. And she could either choose to be one of the dear, sweet, angelic actors or go backstage with all those techies in their black clothes and their alcohol. I'm like, I am sorry. If anybody is drunk during a show, it is the actors because the technicians are in charge of the heavy and sharp things. Yeah, the technicians are the very serious ones who are angry. The actors are actors. I love you anyway, actors. As you might have noticed, there's a little bit of hyperbole in this film. Yep, there's a little bit of hyperbole in us making fun of actors, too. And also, there is a 2005 musical remake of this movie. Uh Uh-huh. Starring Alan Cumming, Anna Gasteyer, and Kristen Bell. And and I love it. Nev Campbell's in it. And Nev Campbell is in it. Um, Yeah, I think I made you watch it the first time, didn't I? I forgot to mention, this movie ends with, like, this stern authority figure telling these parents, like, you need to tell your kids about marijuana before it's too late. It could happen to you. It could happen to you. Or, and then he points at the camera and says, it could happen to you. Yeah, um, and there's this whole song about, that's, like, at the beginning with Kristen Bell, who is this sweet, sweet, perfect, innocent girl, and how she and her boyfriend are just like Romeo and Juliet, and she hasn't finished the book yet, but she's sure, it's go- she's sure their love story is going to end really well. <laughs> Yeah. Guys, it is so good. It's wonderful. I, w- I kind of want to watch it again. I found it's it's on a streaming site. It's you like can watch it tonight. Me for Madness, Repo the Genetic Opera, and Stage Fright, which has meatloaf in it. If you love some campy musicals, go watch those. Now, this movie wasn't alone. This one's the most famous, but there was an entire series of these propaganda films. Oh, yeah. And there were also posters that are kind of hilarious. One literally said, marijuana was a ticket to an orgy. Not exactly the best thing to tell (laughs) young men to not get them to not do it. But, you know, here we are. Oh, my God. It's like those signs you see on churches. 
about, you know, about all the same kind of stuff. It's propaganda. It's the same thing. And all of it was about these largely fictional dangers of marijuana. Like they said, it's addictive. You'll become addicted to it. Now, it's not chemically addictive like you see with nicotine or heroin. Mm -hmm. But there are cases of addiction to it. But it's more of a behavioral addiction like sex addiction or gambling addiction. Yeah, it's... Basically, if I understand it correctly, it, you get the dopamine release. It's not that you're you're not hooked on the marijuana. You just really like that dopamine release, and it's an easy way to get it. Yes, and it's uh, there's very, if I understand it all correctly. Yeah, uh, drugabuse.gov claims it's amongst thirty percent of frequent users, but there's other sources that put it down to one to five percent. Yeah, and really, yeah, drugabuse.gov might not be the best source. No, look at look at things like the American Psychological Association. Yeah, um, they put the, it down between one to five percent. They're the ones who will talk like it. I'm not saying you won't find biased things on their on their website because you will, but I use I use them for a lot of research that I do in my in my regular life, and they will give you they 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 shoot straight most of the time. They'll tell oh, you what's up. It was like, like researching this was tough because it's hard to find unbiased information. Yes, because it's either all drugs are bad and you'll die, or we should legalize it. It's fine. It can't hurt you. Yeah, There's, it's the, the two extremes that are both wrong in very different ways. Yeah, I was reading like. This professor who's trying to talk about why we should why we should legalize all drugs, including heroin, and he's like, I microdose on heroin, and it makes me a better father and a better teacher, blah blah blah. And then he's like, and you don't, he's like, and when you do it like that, you don't have to, you don't have to withdraw and blah blah blah. But then he starts talking about this time that he hadn't had heroin in twelve whole hours, and he started going through severe withdrawals. And I'm like, maybe which one is it? Yeah, come on, guys, don't do heroin. And of course, they claim that it would make you insane. Now, it won't make you insane. It can worsen symptoms of schizophrenia. And really, like, the most closest thing to it is there was a study linking a drop of IQ points around eight points in frequent users who were between the ages of 13 to 16. But you're also between the ages of 13 to 16. Yeah. And uh, that's when... No matter how smart you are, you're going to do some dumb shit between 13 and 16. Yeah, and uh, IQ measurements are kind of sketchy to begin with. I can't with. wait till we cover that. We've yeah. been planning on that a long oh, time. That's such a hard one to cover because there's so much. I know. That's why it was going to be one of mine. <laughs> yeah. And you also can't realistically overdose on marijuana. No, no. The yeah. worst you can do is like eat too many brownies and then get constipated. Yeah, there was uh, in 2019, a man injected himself with 330 milligrams of THC. That'll do it. Uh, that's the active ingredient that makes you hallucinate. Uh, he had some bad effects after a couple of days and had to be admitted to a hospital. Now, what he what he injected into his bloodstream was about 30 times the normal dose you'd get from yeah that's something we've got to keep in use. mind whenever we talk about anything being toxic is were the studies done on people were they done on uh, uh, just on animals and i don't mean just animals like oh they're just animals i mean were they strictly done on animals because those studies are done in unrealistic environments like if we're testing say i don't know asbestos and I'm, asbestos is bad don't lick it um but they will like line their cage with it and lace all their food with it and lace all their water with it so there's no way it could be a realistic representation of what would happen to a person yeah and again so you can't really overdose going on it's actually alcohol is much more dangerous just because of the dangers of alcohol poisoning than mm -hmm. marijuana uses but unless you're allergic to it yeah or there's you... like yeah, there's also there's caveats on everything this is just a general yeah that's the thing like with even with like vaccines 
Somebody's like, I had a bad reaction. I'm allergic to it. Well, you know what, bitches? I'm allergic to a vaccine, too. Get your fucking vaccinations. Yeah. And, of course, the big problem isn't overdosing on it. It is an intoxicant. It does impair your judgment. Mm-hmm. It does inhibit inhibit your motor skills. You're not thinking as clearly. It's just that is the main danger of it. So do not drive while you're high and try not to make any big decisions. And maybe just, like, put, in a- a, put an extra password on Amazon. <laughs> Make sure you're with people you trust and yeah. in a safe space, just like you would with alcohol. And yep. we are not going to say like you would with any other drugs because, guys, seriously, those are super illegal. <laughs> but, of course, we get to this point in the 30s and facts didn't matter anymore because the public had made up their minds and realized and it was just so widely spread that this was dangerous that no matter what you said, people would consider it a danger. And in 1937, the United States passed the Uniform State Narcotics Drug Act which made growing, distributing, and possessing marijuana illegal. Mm -hmm. And then there was also, on top of that, the Marijuana Tax Act, but it was marijuana spelled with an H because that's how they spelled it back then. Uh And it was uh, put very high taxes on all aspects of growing and distributing marijuana. Now, this law had very little impact because it was already illegal. Kind of like how when Kansas made gay marriage illegal, even though it was already illegal to marry somebody of of the same gender. And uh, very few people were actively reporting it. And then the Supreme Court actually ended up uh, not uh, striking it down in the 50s because they determined it was a violation of the Fifth Amendment. Because for you to apply and pay this tax, you'd have to be admitting that you're committing another federal crime. Therefore, it violated your Fifth Amendment rights to of self no self-incrimination. Yeah, how you can plead the fifth. Yeah. yeah. So the there were two groups that were opposed to it in a major way. It was the American Metal Association. American and, Medical Association? Yeah, they were opposed to the ban on marijuana yeah. because there were still lots of pharmacists and doctors who were prescribing it for pain. Yes. And then uh, the hemp growers were opposed to it. There weren't many of them, but there were still some. And it's like, hey, you're going to be putting us out of business with yeah. this law. There was a uh, very major figure in American history who was pushing for this law, and that was William Randolph Hearst. He wanted marijuana and hemp growers banned in the United States. But it was not for a moral reason. He came up a few episodes ago, Patty Hearst. Yeah. Which episode was that? Was that Stockholm Stockholm Syndrome? Syndrome? Okay. Yeah. So he wasn't worried about it because, you know, it's corrupting the youth or it's bad for health or, you know, there's going to be a bunch of crazed lunatics running around the streets trying to find their next high. No. He was worried about paper made from hemp devaluing his timber holdings. Yeah, because isn't hemp paper, like, very inexpensive and, like, well-made? Kind of. It's... You have to grow a lot of hemp to get the same quantity of paper. It is of a higher quality and it might become more economical than his timber paper, but it, you know, it would have taken a while, but he didn't want to take that risk. So he struck down hemp hard. So got rid of marijuana and hemp because he used his political influence to do it. And he killed an entire industry so that he wouldn't lose any money. America. Mm-hmm. Now, after this, the, the Marijuana Tax Act, we get into the escalating war on drugs and like, you know, people on the counterculture and all of that stuff, which it's interesting to go into. I'm not going to go into it here because I don't want to be here for the next 12 hours, but it's definitely something to look into. It's it's a lot. Well, and we're also you're getting into the stuff that we actually did kind of start to learn about in school a little bit. Yeah. Anything like the Marijuana Tax Act, anything after that is what may have been covered in school to a certain extent for you. Yeah. 
uh, taught differently based on where you are in the country. But yeah. But in modern times, marijuana prohibition is actually slowly going away. Uh, as of April in 2021, medical marijuana is legal in 33 states in Washington, D.C. Wow. Recreational use is legal in 16 states in Washington, D.C. I didn't realize it was that many. Yeah. Uh, about 70% of Americans favor legalizing it to some extent. And... There are even a few FDA-approved medications based on cannabis. Mm -hmm. uh, they treat nausea and stimulate appetite. Okay. Now, CBD oil, we kind of talked about it a little bit. It has had some very promising trials, uh, specifically in treating some f forms of childhood epilepsy. Mm -hmm. And there is some evidence suggesting that it's good for as a topical ointment for relieving arthritic pain and joint pain. Yeah, I, that's what I see. Like people I know who have it, like a doctor's note for it, it's arthritis and similar things yeah. to that. But the jury is still out on any of its other benefits. It might have them. It might not. There have not been any real studies. And then there are problems like if you... It's one of those prescriptions that you can't bring across state lines in some yeah. cases, which like, can you imagine if like they banned, I don't know, insulin in one state and now yeah. you like, I mean, I can't think of anything that marijuana that I know of treats in terms of keeping you alive, but it keeps you functioning yeah. uh, based on these studies. Yeah, it's uh, again, it's mostly people looking to it as pain relief, but it's hard to research it because of the way it's it's a schedule one narcotic. Yeah, and which I'll... puts a lot of restrictions on what you can do with it and what studies can be done on. And then it. there's the ethical questions of okay, so we know it works really well in this childhood form of epilepsy. How young can we test this on? Yeah, this is this is not like they're not like giving like epileptic toddlers like you know a blunt to smoke. This is just a drug derived off of chemicals within yes cannabis. Yes, and the, but they are giving them a cannabis based epileptic medication. Yeah, just they're not they're not like here's a bowl. Yeah. It's like, smoke up, kids. <laughs> They're not handing them brownies either. Like, no. that's not how this is working. Yeah, it's like, it's doc Dr. Snoop Dogg is not prescribing this. But anyway, back to CBD. Um, It might do some stuff, but it's probably not going to cure depression. It's not going to eliminate all pain. It's not going to help you lose weight. It's not going to regrow your hair. It's not going to whiten your teeth. And it's not going to cure cancer, as some sellers like to claim it does. Yeah, I'd be willing to bet that the CBD that is prescribed by doctors is different than the one that you get at the hippie store down the street. Yeah. Um, it's, again, it might have benefits. They haven't studied it. But usually... I mean, I know people who it is helping. Yeah. Whether if... or not it's... Who cares if it's a placebo effect? If, it, if it's yeah. not hurting you and it's helping you feel yeah. better, but who cares? Don't stop getting chemo because you got some CBD oil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know the effects of it, but it's probably usually when something is touted as a miracle drug that does multiple things miraculously for everybody all the time. It's bullshit. And you should be uh, skeptical of any claims. Yes. Anything that claims to fix something really quickly does not tend to do it. Looking at you, Dr. Oz. Yeah. And of course, there is some problems. Again, uh, there are cannabis vapes that are being, you know, that are considered a problem because they're the ones that are homemade that have caused people illnesses. Yeah. Well, some nicotine ones have too, but those yeah. again, homemade. And you guys, and they're saying like, it's the jewel vapes. It's the like, yes, they bought a jewel and they are refilling a disposable portion of it with a totally unregulated set of chemicals. I mean, vaping really isn't that regulated anyway, but untested they don't know how much like you get nicotine poisoning because they don't know how much nicotine they put in there when it is a nicotine based one yeah um i watched an episode of uh real life stories of the er or something like that and they were talking like this guy came in with all the symptoms of nicotine poisoning over and over and then his wife started developing it they're like okay we thought it was a household thing but their kid wasn't sick 
And it turns out that they had been, they'd quit smoking via vaping and it was fine for a long time. And then they started buying their vapes from the lady down the street oh. who was just dumping shit into a vat. So they didn't know how much nicotine yeah. they were getting. So yeah, that's a little bit of the history of marijuana. It goes back for forever. And it's a folk medicine cure for pain that I think it does bear looking into as a pain management thing to see if to see what, what causes it and if we can replicate it without any of the other effects. Yeah, and I know they are having some luck with that. Yeah. Um, and then like the recreational use, when that gets passed, it's to do things like, hey, let's put some more money towards our schools. Mm -hmm. And that's, um, uh, it might be putting money towards schools. Kind of like casinos might be putting money towards schools, yeah, but we really can't. Like, We can't tell. They, they say it is. It's actually been a huge boon for law enforcement because some of that money goes to law enforcement. Right. And just, and of course, there's all these people saying, well, all of these incidents of like, you know, intoxicated driving went up. It's like, yes, because they're only being charged for, uh, instead of possession, they're being charged for being like, you know, a DUI instead of just And that. we would much rather they be charged for the DUI. Yeah. Because that is, that is actually like super dangerous. And again, it's people who've never done it before think, oh, I can drive. It's... It's just a larger percent of the population doing it and not and being dumb about it. It's not really it's kind of a weird statistical artifact than an actual increase. Yeah, it's it's a really hard thing to judge unless we actually have enough time to study it. And yep. it, God, what is it's been what five or six years maybe since places started actually legalizing it for recreational yeah. use. And, you know, like I said, and oh my God, it's so funny because um, like you all know that we're in Kansas. So obviously I follow our governor's Facebook page. And there's always a couple of dudes who are on there every single post. When are you going to pass all the like recreational marijuana laws you promised us? You promised us. You promised us. And there, and of course, there are people who respond with, here's the legislation she's tried to put forward. Here are all the Republicans who are blocking it. Yeah. Can like we are not we, we are still an agricultural state to a lot of extent, but our Western Kansas is incredibly high poverty. Yeah, it'd be I'd be curious to see what would happen if they were allowed to start doing mass growing in Western there's, Kansas. Like, there's been interesting stuff about growing because as it's been grown before, it was grown very covertly. Yeah. So it was inside with grow lights. But now they're trying, which is also very energy intensive. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out ways to do it outside and get the same type Weren't of product. Weren't they able to find people with like heat seeking drones because yeah, of that? They were. And so they're trying to change how they're doing it. So it's, you know, greener. <laughs> I know what I said. And it's been it's been it's been a struggle for a lot of people, and hopefully they're going to figure out a way to do this. And an agricultural state like Kansas might be the way to do it. Yeah, like because a lot of our stuff that we've grown historically has not been stuff that's been turning out to be. We we talked about it on a previous episode. Like basically, we're not the best state for growing stuff. No, it's we, but since but marijuana, as we talked about, is kind of a hardy plant. Yeah, and. We, it does take a lot of water, but I mean, but like it's like like we said, we're not taking a stance in one way one way or another on this. Uh, for I'm not taking a stance because I don't know enough. Yeah, and I'm not taking a stance because it's hard to and, know enough. Yeah, and also because we never know who's listening. Yeah, we don't know if the NSA guy listens to this or not. I mean, our like our own our phones are listening to us all the time. I'm going to get true. so many targeted things about this later. Oh, I have I forgot to do my research in incognito mode, and I've been getting some ads. Oh boy, have I been getting some ads. So, are you ready for questions? Yes. All right. Will the fact that we have been using cannabis in some form or another for for thousands of years be on the test? I'm trying to figure out what class this is in first. Uh, I think the answer to most of these, if we're talking about a K-12 through classroom of any sort, the answer is going to be no, this will not be on the test. Will the fact that Pliny the Elder totally got high and drunk at the same time <laughs> be on the test? 
we need to have like an entire high school course just on Pliny the Elder and his wisdoms. Yep. Will the fact that there was a secret society of assassins be on the test? Oh yeah, that'll be on the test. Will the fact that some early opposition to marijuana was part of an anti-immigrant sentiment be on the test? No. And will the fact that CBD oil can't cure cancer be on the test? For the love of God, guys. Yes, that should be on every test. I mean, I didn't even put a question mark on that. That's just a CBD won't cure cancer. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Just listen to your doctor. Like, if you want to do something that your doctor says is safe in addition to your chemo, like, you want to also do some CBD, go for it. Take care of yourself. Uh, It drives me crazy. All these people say, oh, it's just Western medicine, so profit-based. It's like, Western medicine recommends that people do yoga. Yes. Yes. If there's an actual benefit to it, they find it and they start recommending it because they're professionals who want you to be healthy. Also, like, remember, the American Medical Association is one of the groups that was against banning marijuana in the first place. It's like, yeah, this is good for pain treatment. Yeah, and, like, Plenty of chemo patients are, you know, doing marijuana in some form or another because of the pain management portion of it. Yeah. But it's it's not curing the cancer. No. CBD oil also won't make your hair grow like Austin said, but you know what will is castor oil. I am not going to rub castor oil on my head. No, but my eyebrows. It's true. She has luxurious I do not. thick eyebrows. No, I had I had regrettable early 2000s eyebrows but for a year now a year and a half now i mean they're they're not you know current model eyebrows or anything but they're, 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 i've got eyebrows again she's a, she's a model idiot <laughs> okay though do not take that as medical advice yeah yeah don't come to us for medical advice but cbd oil doesn't cure cancer <laughs> yeah, don't come to us for medical advice legal advice um we're, we're pretty good at cat advice yeah, and I don't even, like, don't even come to us for things like musical taste. Oh, no. Uh, I have terrible... Well, no, no, no. I, I have great taste in music as long as you like pop music. Yeah. And especially as long as it's before 2010. Oh, yeah. It's, we didn't even talk about Prince Philip. Everyone kind of just forgot about it. Oh, my DMX God. Because DMX died. Um, no, Prince Philip. Okay, first of all, I used to be part of this group that played a, on a game a game on a website called Celebrity Death Pool, which got taken down because it was in bad taste. Every year, this was 10 years ago, every year I had Prince Philip on it. And every year the British players were like, why are you trying to kill Prince Philip? And I'm like, he's been dead for decades. And I still believe he was he has been dead for decades. I will not be convinced he is not a zombie, but he he had kind eyes. I don't know anything about him. And he he never demanded to be king. Yeah. Um. There's, and I did read about, I actually did read a whole article about what his funeral plans are today. So I, I care. Okay. I've been mostly I've been mostly sad about DMX. Um, yeah, Prince Philip is instead of like you know this traditional hearse situation is being driven in like oh god what was it uh, uh like a Land Rover his casket is going in a Land Rover that he helped design and it's specifically made for caskets. That's amazing. Yes, and there's only going to be like thirty people allowed in, and so Boris Johnson is not attending. Because he wants to make sure more of the family can go. Or so he says. I don't think... I don't want... Actually, I would kind of want Boris Johnson at my funeral if we had that funeral plan of me being launched out of the casket <laughs> with someone with uh, vampire music playing <laughs> and me in a vampire costume, obviously. See, Austin... Austin and I have big plans for when we die. Uh, for me, he is... Guys, if you listen to any true crime podcast, you know everything is legal on cruise ships. So... He's going to weekend at Bernie's me onto a cruise ship, wait until we're in an area that's known for having sharks, and throw my body over so I can be eaten by sharks. And now he's over here like, that's illegal. And I'm like, not on a cruise ship. And he's (laughs) like, but 
your body will wash up onto the onto the shores and there people will think there's been a murder. And I'm like, then I get to be part of a story. How cool is this? And he's like, it'll scare children. And I'm like, I already do that. So it's, it's true. Uh, you know how like the Wicked Witch of the West would like scare children, like actress who played her would scare children wherever she went for years. Maddie just does that. She's never been the Wicked Witch of the West. That'd be a fun role, though. That'd be a great role. Actually, we're making this up, too. Like, babies love me. Yeah. Toddlers love Austin. Austin's afraid of babies. Ba- there's, like, there's Aust- delicate ba- little things, and we, they don't talk yet. We met Austin's friend's newborn, and I'm sitting around, I'm like, oh, the baby, the baby, the baby. And then he hands the baby to Austin, and as soon as his friend leaves the room, Austin looks at me and goes, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. <laughs> it. <laughs> And this is a great kid. This oh, is an he's... awesome kid. But he was like, Austin was so afraid he was going to drop this baby. Even though the baby was asleep, I think. It's yeah. Like, like, you would have to try to drop it. <laughs> I'd find a way. I'm a dropper, and I have never dropped a baby. <sighs> How'd we get from marijuana to this? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I feel I feel like if someone were to be super high on this podcast, it'd make perfect sense. <laughs> Oh my goodness. You know, I bet we do have a few people out there to whom we only make sense if they are high while listening to us. Yeah. uh, So if that is you, hello. We hope that you have enjoyed this special episode just for you. Okay. So uh, we are on Twitter at OnTheTestPod. That is the best way to reach us. We are also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OnTheTestPod and on Instagram, which I keep forgetting to update, and that's on me, at Instagram.com slash OnTheTestPod. You can also go to our website on thetestpod.com. But let's be honest, who uses websites anymore? What? Um, but please rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your enemies. And, you know, let's be honest. The reason we're not taking a stand more than anything else is we don't want either side to be mad at us and give us less than yeah, five it's stars. True. It's like someone could say, uh, excuse me, they were too critical or not critical enough and give us a bad rating. And we don't want that. Yeah. So we are saying like completely neutral on the whole marijuana thing because we want to make sure that both sides will give us five stars. But we're taking a hard stand on cruise ships. Everything is legal on a cruise ship. Yes, it is. If you listen to any true crime podcast, you know this. Yep. So take note of that. Yeah. Everything's legal on cruise ships. Marijuana is legal medicinally in 33 states and recreational in 16 states because I actually- And DC. And and I listen listen when Austin talks. Um, Other drugs, still illegal. Be aware of your local laws. Follow your local laws. Do not drive while high or drunk because you could accidentally hit a puppy and nobody wants that. Or even worse, a kitten. Yeah, don't. Every time. It's kind of one of those things that people say. Every time you smoke weed, you, you God kills a kitten. But guys, seriously, if you drive while high, you you could kill a kitten. So. Yeah. Oh, and, or a child. Or a child. Or another person. But, but guys. A like, kitten. Like, we know psychologically people have a stronger reaction most often. How did often. we go to kitten before child? Because, Austin, there's a whole website called doesthedogdie.com. There is not a whole website called doesthekiddie.com. Because psychologically, for some reason, the majority of people have a stronger emotional response to the death of an animal, whether in movies or real life, than they do to a person so long as they do not know the person. And on that note, class class dismissed. dismissed.